That's always good when you start off with a laugh. Science, it's great. Pregnant, a uh, young girl, <laughs> teen, doesn't know how to tell her parents. <laughs> Movie freaks. Edward Furlong's in it, too. I am freaking hopeless. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Movie freaks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks. If you aren't convinced about our theory of comic book movies needing stepping stones, you're the only one that is not watching Daredevil on Netflix. Amen. I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. Hey, man. How's it going? I just uh, getting things ready here for the show. Got my drink, got my cheese puffs, oh, and got it's... my fruity gummy snacks, and my e-cig. And... <laughs> Doing a podcast with you is like, it, it's like going to the theater. I, I'm just with you in your living room, just rattling and screaming. Yeah, and I don't give a shit who's around me. Hey, burping and farting and drinking my shit. And yeah. Oh, hey, welcome to episode 50, and we're only 50 episodes away from a breathing machine. And Yep, yep, and what did he say? What? And the funny thing is, is these things have happened to us in the theater. Yeah, the breathing machines, on, on more than one occasion, there's the uh, there's the guy with the breathing machine. Probably the same guy. Oh, probably a dozen times. He's just yes. following me around yeah. at this yep. point. Yes. It's like, hey, it's, it's him again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit as close as possible. Yeah. I wonder if he's aware that I'm on a breathing machine. Psst. Psst. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Here okay. we go. Okay. Well, yes, let's kick off a... A wonderful 50th episode. <clears throat> As usual with the roulette, and we got theater ticket lottery, and we'll get into recently watched. Uh, we'll wrap up everything for the month, more or less. <clears throat> Which I have a few things to chat about. But yeah. let's start off with the roulette. Uh, we had a three-way last time. Giggity. Uh, message <laughs> from Space was my pick. You had the canal, and we yep. both had to watch Bring Me the Head of the Machine Gun Woman. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure, uh, yeah. I would like to give you the option since okay. I talk too much. Uh, no, go no, ahead. you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> so The Canal, you know, and we've discussed this type of movie uh, till we're till we're bored to tears probably, but I'm going to bring it up again, is any more the too-good-to-be-true Netflix uh, horror, and I don't want to say horror movies, but just the ge- general, these movies that pop up that you've never heard of on Netflix, they're such a gamble. For every good one, there's it just seems like there's ten duds, and that's why we do this roulette is so that we can pick out the winners and weed out the junk. And I am happy to say that the canal, while not a huge gem in the rough, is certainly uh, worth your time watching it for ninety minutes. Awesome. It definitely definitely gets a pass. Um, it has a little bit of the feeling of a been there, done that, but that's okay. It's very competently made. I'm, I was never bored. Acting was very good. Everything about it, it was, again, another one of those very polished, shot well movies. Uh, this was set in England, I believe, or the UK, or somewhere over in uh, in that area. Not America. Um, not America, <laughs> yes. Uh, real quick, I'll, I'll just read the summary. I'm on IMDb here. Uh, film archivist David has been having a rough time lately as he suspects that his wife Alice is having an affair. Um, this stress is compounded when David's Work partner Claire gives him a reel, a reel of to-be-archived footage that shows that his house was the setting for a brutal murder in, in, brutal murder in 1902. Becoming progressively more unsettled and unhinged, David begins to believe that a spectral presence is in his house. Um, 
And I don't want to say a whole lot more because the synopsis on IMDb gives a bit more of that, what goes on away. So I'm going to just stop there. Let's just say that it's a, um, it is a horror movie, but it's a, it's a very, uh, deliberately paced horror movie. It's like a mystery horror. If that, if that Uh, is, let me me give you some questions to see if I can, uh, get a little bit of a feel for it without going into spoiler territory. Uh, ghost story. I got the impression that it was kind of a ghosty thing. Yes. Yeah. It is a ghosty thing with, um, kind of, uh, possibly guy losing his mind a little bit. And again, I'm trying okay. to be careful. Okay. No, what no, I'm... I got you. Yeah. They're... Okay. I see what you're saying. But there is a little bit of sinister in there and a little bit of the ring in there as well. But it's, the storyline is not like that, but there is a couple, there's several scenes in it. And I'm like, that's kind of lifted from Sinister. That's kind of lifted from The Ring. It has some really good scary parts in it. I, I thought it was good. It, it It's not a true gem in the rough, but when it was done, I'm like, yep, that would be one that gets a check as pass, and I would probably, not probably, I will eventually watch that one again. Cool. Yeah, uh, I call so, that a thumbs up. Yep, that is a thumbs up, definitely. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, so. uh, on my side, I had Message from Space. Which was from 1978. This sci-fi thriller charts the conflict between the peace-loving natives of the planet Jalusia and the attacking Gavanas. Um, boy, uh, this was huh. a true mystery science theater affair uh, with lots of <laughs> planes on strings flying through space and horrible dialogue and lots of uh, household piping through hallways to look like sci-fi stuff and just god-awful dialogue and story that... It, it, it. My biggest complaint went on too long for this kind of a bad, bad movie. I mean... The first 40 minutes or so, I was having a ball, having a couple drinks, laughing, making jokes, and then it was like, oh boy, come on, and drags <laughs> on and on. You know, I don't have the I don't have the robots with me. If I had uh, yeah. you know, the servo with me, I'd be good to go, but I don't. Or if I was watching it with, you know, the Miller yeah. boys in the creek, I'd be good to go. And yeah. Instead, it's by myself, and oh God, let me tell you. This is a tremendous piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> so if you're in the mood for that kind of thing, or if we were at, meet up at the Miller Boys sometime here in the near future, perfect movie for that. Uh, and we would probably all either pass out laughing or inebriated before mm-hmm. the last 20 minutes that were boring as hell. Uh, as I mean, as a movie, I got to give it a thumbs down easily. Uh, as a MST3K, I, I still almost got to give it a thumbs down because it was hard to get through. Ooh. It, I mean, the last 20 minutes were just like, my God, I got it. It was the same, well, you're in a cockpit. All right, yes, I get it. You're speaking gibberish. It was almost impossible to decipher what this movie was about. I couldn't follow it because it was just uh, that monotone uh, uh, plot where you start to drift off and think mm-hmm. about other things and they're oh. like, oh yeah, I'm watching this movie. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Uh, and then, and you had mentioned um, last episode that every review you read um, compared it to being a Star Wars ripoff. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't anything remotely Star Warsy in this movie, unless your qualification for Star Wars is spaceships. Yeah. If that's it, then yeah, sure, Star Wars ripoff. Other than that, it had nothing in common. I mean, there were starships and or uh, spaceships and uh robots here and there that's it 
And that's but, probably where they get that from, that, you know. Then that's stupid. I, I guess the only thing that I can say is it was 1978, which would have been a year after Star Wars, so anything that's sci-fi-y would be Star Wars ripoff, I guess. In that respect, I guess, okay. But or the, yeah. I would understand trying to cash in on the new sci-fi uh, fire uh, that's Star Wars lit. That that would be okay, but being a ripoff of Star Wars, not at all. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, thumbs down on that one. Uh, Got it. Now, I will say this, though. If you're looking for one of those bad movie times, watch the first 40 minutes, and then, or, and then as far as you can. <laughs> and then, then be done. Yeah, and be done. You're good. You know, a good episode of, of hilarity and be done. Uh, okay. okay. Next up was Bring Me the Head of the Machine Gun Woman. Uh, this was a... Whew, how do you even classify this? I'll go first on this one. Okay. Uh, Spanish exploitation, uh, El Mariachi. Is that a, one of the subgenres of exploitation? I is guess the Mexican yeah. Spanish exploitation. Uh, I've seen a few of these type uh, of films, and they're mostly miss. This one I thought was a hit. It was it was short, to the point. Uh, it knew exactly what it was. The comedy worked for me. I could have used a lot more action and gore. For, for being exploitation uh, subgenre, but it's still, I had a ball all the way through. Uh, a summary, in a small town, a sexy mercenary known only as the machine gun woman runs afoul of the mob, which puts out a million dollar bounty on her head. And the plot and everything else is pretty ridiculous. You got a chick and mostly a bikini who just shoots a lot of people. And then some nerd that's tracking her down and <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I had a ball with it. I wouldn't. It's not the kind of thing. It drug on a little bit towards the end, especially the third act or the last even twenty minutes, which is sad for a seventy-three minute movie. Uh, but and so towards the end, I was like, all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, you know, if you're not gonna be teasing me with blood and gore and more jokes, then wrap it up. Uh, yeah. But up until that point, it really knew what it was. It was doing that funny little. Mission begin and and mission accomplished and all that jazz setting it up like a video game, and little bits of gore along the way, but just not quite enough to go all the way to give me for me to give it a full on gem thumbs up. But uh, anyway, I'd love to hear what horror guy thinks about it because yeah. it seemed to me like I was watching. I was like, this has got to be he's got to be loving this. Uh, okay, well, my my thoughts on it were: it started out, I'm like, okay, I see where they're going with this, it's, and like immediately, I liked the uh, you know mission one go or something like <laughs> yeah. that, and then the cheesy music or whatever. And but very very fast for me, it went downhill to where didn't like the acting, didn't like the storyline. It drug for it for the short running time. I'm like, come on, uh, I just it felt it felt to me like a fake. Or not fake, but just a forced Grindhouse movie. We want to make a Grindhouse movie, so we're making it Grindhouse, but it felt fake to me. Like like the the, the bikini lady, whatever, I'm like, yeah, she sucks. I don't like her, and she's... <laughs> oh, I like her! <laughs> ...trying to be sexy and cool, and I'm like, you're not. You're not, You're coming off as an actress trying to be cool, and eh, it, it didn't work for me. It just did not work for me at all. Oh, that's I, fine, and that's totally acceptable. I bought the ticket. I took the ride. I, I was into it with her and everything. I was just... I was giggling the whole time. <laughs> uh <laughs> But that's totally understandable and totally acceptable, actually. Yeah. I mean, watching it, yeah, you can go either way on that. Uh, but that's 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 all right. Yeah. Anything else to add on that? You want to throw yeah, in on that? No, one? I mean, it. it um, I will admit that 
it is the type of movie that uh, that it's not a terribly made movie or anything like that. And I can see why it does. Ha- would it has some merits? It just it didn't resonate with me. But it's not like this is an all-out complete piece of trash that no one would like. Because trust me, there's movies out there that I think there can't be a soul on earth that would like that thing. Like, for example, Mall? That, mall, that Mall movie. It was yes. terrible. This is not like that. So, yeah. I, for what it's worth, you know, I there I I can understand why people would like it. It just didn't click with me. So well, That's fine. Not all resounding hate from Eugene, just kind of a meh. That's what it yeah, sounds just, like. Uh, yeah, just a meh, whatever. Meh, no. That's totally fine. Yeah, I, that mall movie has been resounding with me uh, since we watched it because I'm I, I'm making extra concerted effort everywhere I can to not watch crap like that ever again. Like that, that yeah. uh, sometimes I think about it and I start getting mad. Like I start sweating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that <laughs> How movie much was I hated horrible. It. Yeah, horrible. That seriously is one of the worst movies that I've watched on Netflix uh, ever, ever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and not, it's. I, it's and, and and to be honest, it's probably at worst a mediocre film, but it's the absolute opposite of what you and I like. Like yes, it is polar I... opposite. Like when it's true mediocrity, you and I go like belligerently kill this movie. <laughs> yeah, because oh, that was uh, that was something, all right. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, next round, I'm gonna go first since you did the review first. Uh, okay. Here we go. Oh, I got a whopper. I got a whopper of a six movies for you to pick from, my friend. Okay. You know, I never know where it's going to go when I start looking on Netflix for the next uh, blind roulette, but I didn't plan this. It's just the way it went. Okay. First up, from 1974, at 96 minutes, Kidnapped. In the wake of a horribly bungled robbery, desperate thieves in need of a clean getaway kidnap a group of hostages and drag them along for the ride. Directed by Mario Bava. Shaq mm, already seen that one. Ah, okay. I figured that w- if there was one that you had seen, it would probably be that one. That was, was good? fantastic. That's one of my favorite uh, Mario Bava movies. In fact, I spent a better part of an episode on Soft Underbelly talking about my love of that movie. Was it called... Kidnapped, or was there uh, another it's, title? It's ki- kidnapped, also known as Rabid Dogs. Are you kidding me? That's Rabid that's, Dogs. That's oh. Rabid Dogs. Yep. See, if I had saw Rabid Dogs as the title, I would have recognized that immediately. I didn't mm-hmm. recognize. Like I saw Kidnapped, Mario Baba. I was like, oh, maybe yeah. I found him a gem. Okay, now, well, my now, bad. Now the the Rabid Dogs is the version I have, and it is a different version. Like I think there are some scenes that are rearranged, and the score is different on Rabid Dogs. That's like the true Mario Baba version. Kidnapped, I believe, is his son, Lombardo Bava. He uh, he did something with the movie, I guess, and that's Kidnapped because he died before before yeah. that movie was finished. And so there's just a whole bunch of, like, versions, not a whole bunch, there's a couple versions out there, but supposedly uh, Rabbit Dogs is the most complete Mario Bava version, and then Lombardo Bava's uh, Kidnapped is more, that's what his son thought should be the final version, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Well... I haven't seen um, either version, so I will watch Kidnapped and yeah. let you know what I think, because obviously I'm going to watch uh, Rabbit Dog's version, because you, uh, you've yeah. talked it up so much. My, seriously, my bad on that. If I had known that uh, the dual title there, if it had been Rabbit Dogs, I would have known right away that you'd seen yeah. it. But. I will say this. Um, I'm, I haven't seen Kidnapped version, but if it's if the last act is 
as good as Rabid Dogs, you're in for a uh, good time. <laughs> well, I can't wait to watch it. It's on my list. Okay. Cool. See if I can... I got five more. I, I, All right. I figured if, the, if there was one that you had seen, I figured that was it. There might be... This one other one you might have seen, but we'll see. Uh, next up, from 1973. Ooh. 107 minutes. Detroit 9000. An interracial oh. pair of cops uncover more than they bargain for as they navigate an urban underworld of call girls and corrupt politicians. What? Detroit 9000 from 1973? Yep. And this this I, is a this is a black uh, black exploitation oh, flick. Oh, already I'm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh wait, 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 wait! This list is not done, my friend. <laughs> Did this just pop up on Netflix or? I don't know, but because that already. This is where cool. my Netflix rabbit trail went this week, and just wait, we're not done. <laughs> Perhaps I was unsatisfied with your enjoyment level of Bring Me the Head of the Machine Gun Woman, but. Uh, next up, we have from 1976. Are we seeing a pattern yet? Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, I can't spell. Uh, da, 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 da. Brotherhood of Death. Hmm. Great title. Great title, by the way. Uh, now, if I can find it here, come on. Oh, my God. There we Good go. Good grief. That looks awesome. <laughs> And I watched all the trailers for these, just so you know. Okay. Returning home from the Vietnam War, three young African-American soldiers take up the cause of fighting racial injustice in their town. Obviously, another exploitation flick Mm -hmm. from the 70s. Uh, Next up is from 1978, at 91 Glorious Minutes, Money Movers. Have you seen this one? Nope. All right. Uh, Never heard of it. This actually was a Mondo Digital. I don't know if that was a Mondo releasing. You know know what I'm talking about, the Mondo? Yeah. Uh, A group group of uh, crooks plans a lucrative heist, only to have the scam overtaken by a crime boss and the plot foiled by Wiley X, blah, 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 cops and robbers and exploitation 70s grindhouse. There Mm -hmm. you go. Um, Next up from 1973. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, I went all out. I worked hard on this list. Just, <laughs> but once I started down this path, I was like, I, I can't, I can't stop. Uh, the Seven Ups. Buddy Mancini, uh, Mancini, whatever, has made a name for himself by heading up a task force that goes after crooks whose crimes demand a minimum sentence of seventy-seven years. Blah 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 blah. Crops, cops, and robbers. Uh, starring Roy Scheider. Mm. So there you have. 104 minutes, Roy Scheider, 1973. He and if you, all of these trailers have extreme grindhouse voiceover guy. If you go watch any, I wish that we had the time. I would just play all of the audio from the trailers because they're like, <laughs> he was a cop and he decided not to take it anymore from the bad. So he put together his crew, bad guys, bad cops versus the bad guys. On and on and on. The Brotherhood of, or was it Brotherhood of Death or Detroit 9000? I can't remember. That was the best. I I got to about uh, 
45 seconds in the trailer and they the voiceover guy had said honky at least three times or whitey <laughs> honky gonna stop doing that whitey did this and blah blah he's gonna rape his woman well <laughs> the brothers ain't gonna put up with what honky doing these days i was like friggin yeah. add, add to q definitely great <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh this is fun Oh, uh, and, uh, okay, lastly, and this is a pretty well-known Grindhouse movie, at least I've come across the title a few times, so I wouldn't be surprised if you've seen this one. From 1971, 92 minutes, Chrome and Hot Leather. Huh. After his fiancé no. is terrorized and run off the road by a biker gang, a Green Beret goes undercover as a badass motorcyclist to avenge her death. My goodness. <laughs> Oh man, Chrome and where did, did these just come up for? No, sir. I I go to Netflix and I will uh, it, it, go to browse and then you get all the genres. I'll be like, hmm, what genre did he pick last time? I'm going to pick something different and then change it up. And I go there and we'll, and then they have all sorts of subcategories that you can uh, wade through. And I kind of got hooked on the by year. And I found a couple of grindhousey looking pictures, and I said, since we did this grindhouse, uh, bring me the head of the machine gun woman, I'm going to give you an all grindhouse round, sir. Yeah. And it, yeah, all this action. Is grindhouse. No, no horror. This is all action, thriller, uh, war movie, and black exploitation. One of these. Oh, man. Has got, I, maybe it was because of Crazy Mary, Dirty Larry. I yeah. had so much fun with that movie. Why not keep it going? Most of these are in the 90-minute range, some a little longer, some shorter, but you know what? All these are on my list. You dive on one of them. Wow. I mean, seriously, all of those sound awesome. They all sound awesome. Um, the trailers I... were all pretty equal. If I had to put uh, one above the other, I'm, I, Detroit 9000 might be about the bottom of the list. And okay. that one's 107 minutes anyway. Okay. Uh, that would probably probably be the only one of those that I would put at the bottom. The other four, I think one of those are, uh, according to the trailers anyway, looked all pretty darn solid. Yeah. I think, oh man, Brotherhood of Death or Money Movers. Money Movers, that cover looks great. Um, the trailer on that one was sweet, but you might be a little bit of 70s pacing, a little slower. Yeah. And then there's the Brotherhood of Death. <laughs> <laughs> which looked oh. phenomenal. <laughs> oh, it, that 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 even the title is just great. <laughs> oh, it's three that was the one with all the honky gonna do this and do that. <laughs> Why did... <laughs> That's so funny. I loved it. Oh, oh the trailers man. on YouTube. I encourage our audience to go watch it. I was I was giggling my ass off and adding it to queue as fast as possible. And th it's funny, I, I'm on Netflix and I clicked on the reviews, members, uh, member reviews, and the first review I see is, beautiful exploitation. This has all the boobs and violence that you need. Yep, so done. That's This is the movie I, I will be picking. I don't need any more. So added to the list, that's going to be my movie for the roulette. Brotherhood of Death. 78 minutes of black on white. Yeah, honky gonna... <laughs> Oh man, we've spent so much time on. <laughs> I know it's all right. Whatever. This is uh, theater ticket lottery week, so we have lots of extra time. It's all yes. Good. Okay. All right. So now what? on to your pick. Yeah. What do you got for me? 
Okay, uh, first up is a movie called... This is one that just popped up, and I thought the cover looked cool. Um, it's called Alter. I knew looking. you were going to put this on my list. Oh, of course, you see. <laughs> um, you know, Kathy Reed Altman's in this, and Paul Thomas Anderson. And it's directed by Ron Mann. Mm-hmm. That's something. Um, <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so no, a direct, family movie. Wait, in, wait, wait. I'm looking at the wrong one then. Director Nick Willing. Okay, no, that, not this. Um, uh, oh, family oh. moves into a dilapidated old mansion, and while restoring it, they inadvertently awaken uh, ghosts and unearth their home's haunted secret. It's yeah, I probably. Got the, I got the same title, but it says director Nick Willing. Olivia Williams, Matthew Modine. Oh, whoops, whoops. Yep, I'm sorry. I. Uh, uh, I, Altman is right beside there oh, for some okay. reason. Yeah. Yes, that, sorry about that. That's my bad. Okay. So that's the first one. Um, things get better from there. Okay. I, I included <laughs> Black Forest again because I really good. think that sounded really good. Uh, so I put that on there just in, as a one that I, I, I remember you showed interest yeah. in that. So Yeah, it sounded awesome. Okay, next up is uh, Death Machine. Um, let me just, it's from 1994. 90, yeah. Um, and it, I thought, yeah, that looks kind of cool. Uh, and their director is, I know the director. Uh, Stephen Norrington. Steve, yeah, exactly. Hell? Uh, Brad Dorff's in it. After becoming a new, the new CEO of a weapons manufacturer, Hayden Kale learns that the company is secretly developing the ultimate killing machine. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it feeds on your fear, you see. Uh, so, <laughs> so who knows? It might be a little gem in the rough. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's got two and a quarter. It's something. Yeah, and at least it's not a brand... I, I, I would be much more concerned if it would have been a brand new release. Yeah. Because it's just like, nah, probably not. Uh, okay, next up is Peacock. Uh, from 2010. thought this sounded really good. Uh, bank clerk John Skilpa hides a disturbing past from everyone at, in Tiny Peacock, Nebraska, but his efforts unravel when a train crashes into his backyard. Uh, I, I don't know. It gets pretty decent reviews on, uh, on IMDb. That's a good cast. Cillian Murphy, Ellen Page, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. So I, I'm surprised that I haven't heard about that, that one, and I'm not sure if that would be another... A hunting party type of thing. Yeah, right. Or if it's just another one that got buried because it's not good. I don't know. Ah, that's a good cast, though, and that's not that yeah. long ago. Hmm. Yeah. Um, PG-13. Yeah, PG-13 is... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have all the boobies and the violence. <laughs> Where's the boobies and the violence with the honky on? <laughs> Oh, Lord, oh. this is already going to... I can oh, just tell downhill where this is going. fast. Yep, downhill <laughs> okay, fast. Okay, next. Uh, okay, the next one here is one that uh, I was actually hoping that you would have on my list, because I would have picked this immediately, and that is 2014's A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, bad things are commonplace in bad city, including prostitution, drugs, and crime, but most recently a, a sequence of attacks by a vampire on the loose, and I believe it's black and white. And um, it sounds kind of David Lynchian, kind of. Um, uh, it could be. It could suck. I don't know. But it sounded really good, and it's one that I actually added it to my list because I'm like, 
that could be really cool. It also could suck. Just, just having. That I like there. bad things are commonplace in bad city. Yeah. So mm, that's uh, oh boy, that's four and uh, a quarter stars though. Wow. Yeah. I, oh, you're making this tough. Okay, is that it? You got another one for no, me? No, one more. Okay. Uh, one more. I'm okay. throwing the the Rennie Harlan movie back up there because one of us should watch that. That's Devil's Pass. Um, okay. I think the cover looks good, and I think that that I don't know. It just the, the synopsis sounds really good. Five students retrace the steps of a group of hikers who famously perished in Russia's rural rural mount rural mountains more than five decades prior. I I don't know. I think it sounds good and. Ronnie Harlan, I know he's hit and miss, but um, he had, he does have some really good movies, so I'm keeping that on there for now. Yeah. Oh boy, this is tough, man. I'm really fighting between the uh, <clears throat> run times and the Netflix reviews. <laughs> yeah. Um. Screw the reviews. I'm gonna go with Black Forest. Nice. 80, I'm going with run time this this week. Eighty five minutes. Okay. Uh, Boy, uh, but that one has probably the worst rating, one and a quarter. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's a, that that synopsis is too cool. I got to see what's so, going on with that movie. Yeah, and it's and you know I would say that depending on how this roulette goes, maybe next week we'll do a uh, previously seen roulette, just yeah, in case we have the, a, at eighty five minutes. It's got to be pretty something. painless, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll find out next week, won't we? Yes, we will. <laughs> See what them honkies going into the black hole is going to do. Oh, and all one of our viewers has now been like, okay, I'm done. Off. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, that was a great roulette. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's, this will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let me just... Uh prepare for theater ticket lottery i was thinking about this uh, theater ticket lottery this week in preparation for the pod and i was like there's nothing that could go wrong with this right and then i started thinking about some of the movies i've been to and who i've been there with and just Ooh. rolling around and i was like wow there's some there's some grenades in this pile <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first I can, yeah. Okay. I'll let you go first. All right. Okay, movie ticket. Here we go. (laughs) And. (laughs) Spin the wheel of death. Um, Pull me out. Oh, nice. Do we have to pick? Were we doing a game out of this? I don't even know. Oh, shoot. I should have kind of guessed what I was going to. Okay, well. No, no, go ahead. Forget the first one. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, So this one here is. Oh, and this is. I, this is one of my favorite movies, actually, is Paul Anderson's Boogie Nights. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I watched this in Canton. And this was back before he was well-known, and this was... Uh, um, Did you like it lo- the first time you saw it? Oh, I, I was in love with the movie. I fell in love with this movie <clears throat> from the opening shot with the camera panning down to the uh, the nightclub and going through the uh, through the nightclub with when you first see Mark Wahlberg and uh, and Burt Reynolds and all of them because it, it was almost like his Martin Scorsese shot of uh, Goodfellas right and I, I believe that he's gone on record as saying that too yeah that no, was yeah. his and I was immediately I'm like oh this is so cool and it was just I mean a movie about the 70s porn industry and 
Philip Seymour Hoffman, and yeah, it was I, the movie was so good. I know that you were kind of. I think I'm not sure where how you stand on the movie. I know that you're not a huge fan of it. Uh, I, I didn't. Really... I really did not like it the first time I watched it, I, and it wasn't because of the plot or something. I don't know. Just something that was like uh, icky, uncomfortable. But I and think it was. that that might have been my first exposure to Mr. Anderson. So you, oh. you know, you got to know his movies and his tone and the way that he. Uh, yeah, balances uh, the score throughout to be yes. to make you feel uncomfortable on purpose. You know, yes, when and it, he does when it works. Yeah, uh, so coupling that with the, uh, this being my first Anderson trip I was like, oh boy, I didn't really care for it. But on subsequent viewings, I do give the movie a thumbs up. It is a very well made film. It's not a happy film, and I no, I'm a little bummed that. There's nobody to root for. Everybody's kind of an a-hole in this movie, you know? Including it's, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. yeah. It's hard to... Where his other movies, you tend to have somebody, at least somebody, to kind of root for. Yeah. But I did yeah. not see that one in the theater. That yeah, was, I, uh, I saw that... Yep, I saw that with Phoebe Minuet, actually. Oh, nice. Yep, and oh. uh, and I, I wasn't... I wasn't... I really... Like you said, I wasn't prepared for that... Uh, I had never seen a movie like that at the time, or like you said, it was you know, very heavy, and I thought it was going to be more of a dark comedy, and it really—it's just, ugh, yeah, just depressing. And then, and the the scene with the the drug deal that goes bad, and oh, the, just everybody's the, oh, everybody's and, coked out of their brains, and seventies yeah. <laughs> well, Corvettes, uh, and oh, another yeah. podcast that I listen to that I love very much is called How Is This Movie? They just did a three part breakdown of this uh, film, Boogie Nights, and you should definitely go listen to it. It was oh. very insightful. I liked it very much. Maybe cool. want to watch the movie again. Ah. Okay, what do you want out of here? What am I pulling? Um, let's go... I'm hoping you're going to pull out a, a really, really good science fiction movie. I and really want to get one of those tiny blue ones, but they're... Okay. Yeah, uh, I guess this could kind of fall under science fiction. Uh, the Sixth Sense... Oh, nice. There you go. I did not remember seeing this in the theater. <laughs> wow. Huh. Uh, no, I, wait, that's not true. I do actually remember seeing this in the theater. Who I saw it with, though, um, if I had to guess, it would have been my... What's the date on here? Again, there, there's no year, just 9-5. Uh, I would guess this would have been my roommate at the time. This would have been my uh, very, very first roommate. Um... If I had to guess, uh, that's just a ballpark. But I do remember that at a certain point, and spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, but uh, there, there was one point where uh, the kid walks into the room and Bruce Willis is sitting there with his mother, and I went, eh! And I called the end of the movie. Did you really? Nice! Yeah. Because yeah. that ending that, that got me. From that point, I knew what was going on. Because the film was... Impl- M. Night was implying that that Bruce Willis and the mom were having a conversation. But yeah. the kid just walked into the room, and there they both were, and they both looked up. So I, from that point on, I, I was like, that's what's happening. And yeah. it turned out I was right. I was the only ah. person that called it. Yeah, And I've only watched that movie like three times, maybe, you know, maybe the twice. Replay value, the replay value on that movie is... Eh, I've it's, watched it a couple times too, and it's it's a good movie. It's it really is, but eh, it's a good you know. movie exactly one time. <laughs> yeah. After that, I mean, it can be maybe entertaining, but it's one of those where the spoiler is so big once you know it. Then yeah, eh. yeah, I agree. Over to you. 
Okay, so what are you hoping for? Oh, a complete trash horror movie. Okay. Um, no, it's something you were really hoping was going to be awesome, and then it came out and you watched it, and it's going to be just even embarrassing saying the title. Oh. Okay. And that would... Oh. Uh, I'm not embarrassed by it, but... Um, no Escape. No, that's... Ray, I love that movie. <laughs> Ray, Ray Liotta. So it's a science fiction... Not a horror movie. Yeah, it's, it's a science, science fiction, fiction movie. But it's a it, no, that is a B movie right there. It I is. Think. It is. I love that movie. The villain in that movie is so awesome. Every time that, I see him now, I, I always think of that movie. Was that Ray Winston or no? no? It wasn't. It's uh, I don't even know the the actor's name, but I just love the the villain that he played in that movie. I is Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta's in that, right? Yeah, it's a Ray Liotta movie. Okay, that's what it, I thought. Yeah, the villain. I'm not sure what his name is, uh, but I love him in everything. And every time I see him, I'm like, no escape. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's almost surreal that I saw that in the theater because that just feels like a direct to video movie. But I saw that in the theater. Oh, I've watched that DVD so many times. I love that movie. That's a, that's a quintessential '90s sci-fi yeah. action demolition man that type of movie. Yes. Okay, what do you want? Um, I'm gonna. Um, this is if we're gambling. I'm going to go on complete. Complete long shot with a comedy. Oh wow, that's a long shot. I'll go right that is a long to shot. the very bottom. What do we got here? Uh, well, we're gonna have to break out our uh, detective skills on this one. Uh oh. Um, it it just says uh, once upon. Huh. Once upon uh, nine fourteen. Once upon I maybe once upon a time in Mexico. Ah, I bet that's what it was. Yep. Uh, what was the re- uh, let's check out the release date on that movie. Once upon a time. So wh- when did you say it's, it came out? Uh, Nine fourteen. That's the only. That's what I have here. And release date was September thirteenth, two thousand three. And it says Sunday. Ah, so you saw it that opening weekend. Yep. Well, this has to be Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I have only watched that one time, probably with you, in the theater when that came out. I've, I have not seen it since then. Oh, that is so unfortunate. I've watched that movie many times. I just, I, I don't know, I'm not sure why. I was just like, ah, it was kind of confusing and not as good as Desperado, I thought. But I've only watched it once, so that's one I, sh- I have no excuse. No excuse for not having watched that since the theater. That actually is my, and now it wasn't the first time I saw it, but... Because of the repeat viewings, that has become my favorite of the Mexico trilogy, which would be El, De- uh, El Mariachi, Desperado, and then Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Um, and it's important that you watch Desperado before that. You don't have to watch El Mariachi, because Desperado is the Evil Dead 2 of that trilogy, which is... Yes. It's a remake, not kind of, but is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so watch Desperado. It is important, if you haven't watched Once Upon a Time in Mexico in a long time... Watch Desperado first, then move into Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I loved it. It's a fantastic film. It's in, And the only reason uh, we talk about this in Top 100, the only reason I put it above Desperado is it's a more complete film. Desperado is just a little more ridiculous, a little yeah. more silly, and Once Upon a Time is, is more... It's just more complete. It's a more complete arc from beginning to end. Um, yeah. The action is you know, still it, sweet. It's a. It's at the birth. It was. He was doing digital before a lot of people. Yeah, and he, he did was. It, he did it very well. 
It's a, it's amazing looking at the cast. I mean, Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, Johnny Depp, Mickey Rourke, Eva Mendez, Danny Trejo, Enrique Iglesias, Cheech Martin, Ruben Blades, Willem Dafoe. I mean, that's a that's a good cast there. It's a damn good movie, and he employed yeah. some seriously old school camera tricks that I was able to pick up from the first viewing. But just yeah. because they're old school camera tricks, uh, that El Mariachi style, I love where um, you know a guy rolls into an intersection on a bike and immediately gets smashed by a semi, and you're like, I can tell you had a camera on a tripod and you cut in between scenes and had the car go through then the semi and then the guy you know what i mean yeah little tricks like that that you just saved yourself a couple of million dollars on that little special effect i love that cool okay lastly i i still you, you haven't given me a horror movie what what the hell dude okay horror guy not giving me a horror movie and okay, well, this is kind of horror. Alien versus Predator. The uh, this is the this is not uh, AVP Requiem. This is the Alien versus Predator. Did we, I, we still saw that? This was a triple M. Yes, one, we did. It? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Yep. Nice. I, I still stand behind that movie and its sequel. I think those are damn fine uh, B movies because they are glorified big budget B movies. I like. I them. agree. I still wish Paul Anderson or which. Was, was it Paul Anderson who did the first one? He did, yeah. Yeah, okay. Different Paul Anderson than we've been talking about. But I still wish he had gone just, like, crazy with it. I thought he was going to run with it. Like, Event yeah, Horizon is ten times gorier than AVP. Oh, yeah. And that's the yeah. cut version. Like, Yeah, I agree. Come on, you got AVP, go nuts. But it was very PG-13. I still yep. enjoyed the story very much and yep. the Jurassic Park ending. But that's... Okay. I love the Jurassic Park ending. I do. Yeah. That The Queen Alien in the end was great. Yep, I agree. So I like it. Okay, nobody has even come close to really hitting. What do you want for the last um, one? Uh, we're going to go all out horror for you. All right. Let's see if... Got a chance as anything, I guess. Okay, here we go. What do we have? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, some might call this horror. <laughs> uh, Martin Lawrence in The Black Knight. <laughs> uh, no. God, no. What are you talking <laughs> That was a gift. Uh, I a know. DVD <laughs> gift. I didn't go watch that on purpose. Uh, Saturday matinee, one ten p.m. Uh, in two thousand nine. Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> ah, there you go. And that's part two, right? Uh, yes. Okay. I, I'm assuming I got Transformers: Revenge. That's what's on the ticket. Okay. Because so Dark of the Moon is part three, right? Yes, you're correct. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers 2. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I might take some flack for this, but I know a lot of people really hate that movie, but uh, that's the one I saw the most in theaters. And it wasn't because I was like, this is the greatest movie ever, I've got to go see it multiple times. It was because that was one of those instances where <sighs> I went to see the movie because I love Transformers, period, whether it's uh, Michael Bay directing crappy movie versions or whatever, I still want to see Transformers, uh, giant alien robots transforming into cars, and I'm going to go see it. And (laughs) then, you know, two days later, my roommate's like, hey, now I'm not busy, let's go watch it, because I want to see it. All right, so I go watch it again. And then a week later, Eugene goes, hey, I'm ready, I finally am free, I got time, let's go watch Transformers. All right, I'm going to watch it. 
I ended up watching that thing like four times in the theater just to appease my friends oh. who couldn't get their shit together. To and watch and it it's a long time. movie. I mean, there's a lot of hours invested. Yes, there are. But you know what? Uh, and I'm probably the wrong person ever to say this, but it might be my favorite of the three. Wow. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but I, I can't help it. It's so stupid. It just makes me laugh. I, I, and maybe I have a bad sense of humor or whatever. I don't know. There are people that call it racist. I'm just like, eh, it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's Michael Bay. <laughs> it's a, Yeah, have you seen a Michael Bay movie? It's a Michael Bay, Michael Bay affair. Yep. Not defending it. I will never stand up on that pedestal, but of the three... <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you watched part, the fourth one yet? Nope. So you haven't watched the fourth one yet? I looked, for it, I, I, I looked for it at the library today, because I was at the library with uh, the daughter. Uh, she wanted a book, so I was like, well, maybe I'll pick up a few DVDs for free. Um, and I went through the lineup, I was like, oh, Transformers 1, Transformers 2, Transformers... They didn't have the fourth one. Otherwise, I would have nabbed it, but... yeah. Uh, anyway, do you think we'll, that one eventually is going to pop up on Netflix? Very the possible. The third one did. So okay. it's, it's very possible. I'll pick it and up at on that Blu- point. I'll, I'll pick it up on Blu-ray when it's like five bucks. I'm not going to run out yeah. and give tons of money to this thing because it's going to hit Blu-ray trade stores super cheap, cheap. anytime yeah. now, and I'll yeah. just pick it up there. Got it. Okay. Especially since it's still Michael Bay and still. 47 hours long and whatever yeah. it's like ah, i don't need to i would have i would have uh made more of an effort to see it in the theater if it had not done well but it did well so it's like eh, i don't feel the need to vote with my dollars this time i'm good yeah and what's nice about like when you when like when these huge budget movies come out and make make huge bank uh they sell boatloads of dvds and blu-rays so those that you can find for cheap I don't want to say relatively quick, but you'll be able to pick that up for two fifty or five bucks easily. Yep, and that's my limit. If I see it for five bucks, I'd pick it up. Other than that, yeah, eh. yeah, yeah anyway. got it. Okay, are we are we going to do another yeah, one or are uh, we? Okay. No, that's three, three of each. We'll wrap that part up. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. Another good theater <laughs> ticket lottery. That was a lot of weirdness, but hey, at least we got that out. It of was, there. yeah, yeah. A lot uh, of boogie fiction. nights, and, yeah, I. I was actually very surprised that No Escape popped up. I, I literally, I forgot <laughs> that I watched awesome. that in the theater. I still have the crappy DVD with the side click open oh, flat cardboard geez. thing yep. pops up. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's move into recently watched. And this will probably be a little longer recently. Well, we'll do what we can for the episode. But uh, let's wrap up the month of April. Uh, anything big you want, need to get off your list for that month, bring it on. I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, oh, boy. Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to touch on uh, a movie that I actually spent a, a good portion of a soft underbelly on. I wanted to just bring that up on Movie Freaks as well, and that is Long Weekend. Uh, have you listened to that show yet where I talk about that movie? Was this the last one? I haven't listened yes. to the last one yet. No. Okay. My, the last episode was uh, Nature Run Amok. Uh, so that's what that show was, and... The reason I did that was because of this particular movie from 1978. And uh, it's Australian. It's an exploitation movie. And it is great. Big, big thumbs up gem in the rough for me on this one here. It is... Um, uh, I'll just read the synopsis real quick here on IMDb. When a suburban couple go camping for the weekend at a remote beach... 
they discover that nature isn't in an accommodating mood. And it is such a surreal, bizarro, odd movie. Uh, it's never really explained what's going on, but nature rebels against this couple for some reason or another. And it is just creepy and weird and very slow burn. It's like a very slow-paced movie. Uh, but it has very much... a. It's almost like the Blair Witch Project coupled with David Lynch, kind of, maybe. It's just weird and is good. This, is and, this a Lars von Trier Antichrist situation? Possibly, are, are yes. Out in the yeah. woods, kind of? Yeah, yes, and just strange things are happening and the animals don't like them at all <laughs> and um and you don't like the couple at all but it's not like some movies where you despise the 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 lead actors and you can't wait to see them die it's not like that but you just you're purposely made to not really like them but not in any and not in an annoying way if that even makes sense yeah kind of <clears throat> um but it, man that was a good movie and the last it's a slow burn movie, but man, that last 15 minutes or so, I'm like, oh, this is creepy. And it was in the daytime, which is weird because I'm like, ah, it's the daytime and I'm kind of creeped out here. And <laughs> um, But that was a good movie, solid movie. And just a lot of David Lynch, what? But it worked. Like it, the, the big question mark type, what? Worked for this movie. I like okay. that. So, um, so it, it's kind of an animals attack type thing, but not... A cheesy animal attack type Is this thing on Netflix that. or anything? Or just no, no, I actually bought the Blu-ray of this one uh, because I've heard such great things about it, and it, it was... That's a gem in the rough for me. Big thumbs up. Cool. Especially from Horror Guy. I, I uh, love watching new things like that. Add it to my list. Because I would like to see it. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I want to touch on uh, Noah. Uh, directed by Darren Aronofsky. Starring Russell Crowe and Jennifer Connelly. This ambitious adaptation of the story of Noah depicts the visions that led him to uh, voice dire prophecies of apocalypse and to build an ark to survive. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and I was very uh, divided on this film from the... Uh, how do I say? From, the, from its release and all of the... Uh, hoopla surrounding its release. I, it really irritates me when Christians boycott movies based on Christian stories without seeing them. That's one of my yep. pet, pet peeves. I absolutely hate that. Uh, uh, I remember when Last Temptation of Christ came out and there was all kinds of uproar and people were boycotting left and right without ever having seen the film. See yep. the film first, then make up your mind. Agreed. Uh, because you'll all buy out theaters and run to see Jesus Christ, get his ass kicked for two and a half hours in The Passion of the Christ. But you Yep. Know, Without without blinking an eye, I saw that movie exactly one time. I'm good. <laughs> wow. Anyway, and I, I'm, I'm one of the big defenders of, of Dogma and and uh, mm -hmm. Last Temptation of Christ. This movie, yeah. um, I heard, I read all the spoilers. Um, I I don't want to get. I'll try to keep it spoiler free for this since it's still sort of relatively new, rel yeah. relatively new release, but. Um, Boy, this. How do I do this? Uh, okay, it, it, this film is almost like two films. Um, the first half is all in preparation for the flood, um, and the second half is during flood and after flood, um, which I wasn't quite expecting. 
Uh, I read all of the spoilers about third act and um, the decisions he's trying to make during the flood. I'm trying to be intentionally vague here, so I'm not ruining anything. Um, and I thought I, I didn't really have a problem with that because I, 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 I was explaining this actually in a, a heated conversation with my mother today. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, about the Bible, and it's always black and white. Like, this is this and that is that. And Noah received a message from God, build an ark. And I, I'm thinking, as a human, wouldn't you go, boy, I have some doubts, or maybe this isn't a thing. You know, I'm spending 40 years building this boat. Am I doing the right thing? Am I crazy? Am I just, you know, those kind of mm-hmm. questions go through your head. That seems logical to me. The Bible doesn't really touch on that too much. It's just sort of got a message from God. That's the fact. Go. And it, uh, that's why I like things that question the in-between, the, the gray areas. And the first half of this movie, I would give like a nine, nine and a half kick butt i loved it then we get on to the floating and the flood and and the questioning and i thought the pacing just really changed and uh, the issues that he was dealing with there i think it would have been a lot more acceptable if he was dealing with them right towards the end of the flood and it was a 10 15 minute kind of issue struggle and then we moved on instead it was half the freaking movie that he was dealing with that um, internal conflict. Let's put it that way. Do I do this? Should I do this? This is what I'm going to do. This is what you know that you know what I'm talking about. Read between yeah. the lines there. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was like 50 minutes of the movie. It should not have been. It that that was stupid. In my opinion, that just ripped me out of the movie and totally just. Put the, slam the brakes on the pace of the movie. It was just like, you got this movie going along, it's great, I loved it, and then, eh, now let's just sit here and whine and complain and who I should kill, who I shouldn't kill, and I was just like, oh, God. I'm like, like the, the point of the plot of what he was saying, I understood his reasoning, but it was spending that much time after the first half of what I just saw, like, dude, come on. Like, it just ruined the whole pacing of the movie for me. Um... Uh, so overall, I'm going to say, like, I, I will still give this movie a passing grade because I want to watch it again to reevaluate. It's a lot to digest in one sitting. Uh, yeah. But also with the hitchhiker, what the... Like, it was just, like, tacked on action bits, you know? It was just that, it was just very weird. Uh, did the studio make you do that? Why... why that just didn't seem to fit for me. Uh I absolutely adored the first half of this movie, though. Everything about it. Everything about it. All the aspects that uh, the hardcore Christians are screaming about. I loved those parts. Those were the best parts. Because yeah. who can say? You know? Who yeah. who can say? Uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm enough of the vagaries. <laughs> I'm being yeah. super no, vague I, all over the place. But yeah. And I, I really liked the uh, the rock creatures uh, in it. I thought that was so cool. Absolutely loved it. And then... and. I read a lot of the spoilers beforehand, and yeah. I thought, boy, that seems like a really intriguing idea to have rock creatures in. And then when I watched the movie, and they explained where they came from and what their purpose was and why they were doing what they were doing, I loved them ten times more because I was yeah. like, that makes way more. That that's brilliant. That yeah. I totally accept that. That 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 could have been. That could have been. Uh, in. I had no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah. I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. One of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, yeah. But again, it's just that second half where, like, the, the the conflict he was dealing with, it should have been, like, the last 10 minutes. Instead, it was 40 
<laughs> yeah. No, I got you. I understand. I, and I really I enjoyed the movie. I saw it in the theater and I uh, really liked it. I would agree. <clears throat> First half was way better than the second half. Um, but I want to watch it again. Uh, just, just, just and I will too. I fe- I'll, I'll let some time pass, and it's not going to be the bottom of the barrel. I'm, I'm uh, when it comes to Aronofsky, I'm the oddball. I think the Wrestler is his worst film. I, I've liked everything better than that, and I'm that's the one. Didn't he win an Oscar? Or that one won, won Oscar. That was I, up for yeah, Best Picture, Best Actor. Yeah. That was up for a bunch. I'm the of oddball them. out. I didn't like that one. That's the only one that I would say I'm not going to watch again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, enough about yeah. Noah. Back to you. Okay. Um, I'm going to hit on one of this this movie here I continue to watch and it continues to grow on my list of of favorites um, I, I gotta say the first time I watched it I'm like eh, it was okay each time I watch it I seem to like it more and that is Toby Hooper's Canon produced life force oh man uh, nice that movie is one of seriously that's probably one of my favorite science fiction movies it gets better the more you watch it. It that movie is what um, if you if you read up a little bit more on it uh, is one of the reasons why Canon went kaput because uh, that budget was huge for that movie. Huge. It is great, and that was its time and places. It was that perfect era where they were yeah. just doing the in-house special effects and yep. in-camera special effects. <clears throat> Before they had really progressed to CGI, and it's yes, it, it's it, there was a tiny little window of a couple years where they were making those type of special effects movies like uh, yes. Leviathan. Yes, Leviathan, and and there was like a lot of light effects in this thing, which reminded me yeah. of uh, of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters is a great example of really cool lighting effects that was done. But the uh, John Dykstra, I believe, is his name, mm. did the effects on this, and. Uh, uh, he did. Oh boy, I, I almost wish I quick look it up to see if I can find because he's a, uh, a big special effects guy. Um, I, now I kind of want to find his name on IMDb to see what else he's done because I part of me wants to say that he did some work on 2001 or Star Wars or something. Um, special effects by I, I really want to find uh, his name here. John Dykstra, come on, Eugene, where is it? <laughs> of course, I'm I'm looking at special effects, and now I can't find. Yeah, I'm too. Uh, Alan Barner, Julia Behan, Ian Biggs, Michael Brady. There it is, John Dykstra. Um, let's see what else he's done. Star Wars. That's I knew he did Star Wars. Or yeah, so Django Unchained, Inglorious Bastards, Hancock. Um, but yeah, Star Wars. So there you go. Nice. Um, and the newest Godzilla, Spider-Man one and two. Uh, but anyway, regardless, um, you know, I have come around on on uh, Hooper's body of work. Uh, he has got a lot of really good movies, and I used to kind of harp on him like, ah, he's got a, he's a one hit wonder, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know what? He's got some really good freaking movies out there. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Two, um, Poltergeist, which I know that's the whole thing with Spielberg. Well, the reason we're so hard on this is because we were like, we had seen Texas Chainsaw. Uh, part two and Poltergeist, which is maybe half Spielberg, and then we watched yeah. that horribly crappy, eaten alive uh, yeah. alligator movie that I bought uh, on a total blind buy. We watched together, and we we're both like, "Okay, we are done with Toby Hooper." Yes, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but then you know he did, he did Salem's Lot, the TV yeah, movie which, Salem's Lot, which great. is 
fantastic. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't have a huge uh, list of movies that, that he's made, uh, but some of the ones that he's made have been freaking good. And Life Force is way up there for me. Uh, just something about space vampires, like the whole mythology of vampires actually stemmed from outer space. I, I loved it. And the, the effects and the, the, the brunette nude chick half walking around nude half through the movie. And, and Patrick Stewart is French kissing some other guy, transferring his life force to some other guy. And I got to say, this movie is, uh, every time I watch it, it's like, this is a cool eighties movie. And, it's and it's almost like it's just it feels out of control like canon was it just, it it feels like a huge budget canon movie just right. we're going to just throw everything at you uh, nudity chuck full of nudity chuck full of weird practical effects and it's a bizarro story but it somehow works um and yeah it's a solid flick man i i gave it 4 out of 5 stars yeah, I need to watch it again bad. It's been way too long since I've seen yeah. uh, all of it. I watched about uh, 30 minutes of it on Netflix, and then they got it removed, and yeah, yeah it always happens that way. Yeah, And Dan, Dan O'Bannon wrote the screenplay, and Dan O'Bannon, uh, he Did Alien. also... Alien, and he directed Return of the Living Dead, which is interesting, is Hooper was supposed to direct Return of the Living Dead, and instead he did Life Force, and Dan O'Bannon directed Return of the Living Dead. He's our buddy, so... It's kind of cool how Life Force and Living Dead were kind of because they both came out in '85, so they kind of <laughs> yeah, kind you. of uh, together, whatever. So <laughs> I'm rambling. Oh, you're good. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna do a real quick doubleheader here. Uh, Man with the Iron Fist Two: The Kiss of the ah. Curse of the Jade of the Scorpion of the Something or the Other, or the mm. longest title you've ever heard in your entire life. <sighs> uh, <clears throat> Really I, curious, yeah, your thoughts on this. I, I You know, it's been I, I, too long since I've seen the original. I, I saw the original in the theater, a dollar theater. I, I enjoyed it. It was like, oh, that was better than I was expecting, you know, looking for uh, someone's imitation of an old-school kung fu flick. Um, and watching this one, I'm like, oh, this is kind of bad, and, well, whatever. But, oh, that was cool. Oh, this is bad again. Oh, that was cool. Oh, this is uh-huh. bad. Oh, that was cool. So I'm like... It, at the end of the film, I was like, you know, it's just been too darn long since I've seen the original to really make a true comparison. Uh, I will say that just going on extended memory, more of the same, maybe slightly down one notch. Um, you know, for all the crappy kung fu flicks that I try out on Netflix... It was better than those, or at least more entertaining. Um, So I guess you could do worse. I don't know. I really need to see the first one again and reevaluate where I stand on the the whole series. But um, as it was, a laughably meh pass, maybe five and a half. Uh, I don't know. I hesitate really recommending it because I think that we were giving the first one too much of a glowing nostalgia memory review. Yeah. When was the last? I haven't seen it since the theater. Have you? I watched it one. I didn't see it in the theater. I watched it uh, on uh, on Blu-ray. I think we need to see it again, and then yeah. after that, then we can properly judge the second one. Uh, okay. Next up, I want to touch on another one that I have been throwing at you for many months on the roulette. I finally watched uh, Ragnarok. 
Oh, you watched that fi- Okay, Yeah, I good. watched that one today, because I was like, I'm sick of you not watching this one, so... <laughs> I'm sure you want it off the my mega list, so I watched it. Oh, unless you're like, yeah, this is great, watch it, I'll keep it on the list. Because uh, it is on my, on my queue. This is a, uh, I believe, Norwegian film. Uh, Vikings, or people... Uh, archaeologists looking into Vikings and studying Vikings... Uh, looking for more funding so they can continue to study Vikings. Uh, and then they find this map and go on this ad- grand adventure, and it turns maybe kind of bad. Uh, I'll tell you, I hesitate really recommending this one to you. I really enjoyed the film. I watched it all the way through without hesitation. Um, it was slow in parts. Uh, how can I put it? <clears throat> for you... Um, if you're on a good uh, mood kind of day, and one of those days where you would give a big thumbs up to Journey to the Center of the Earth with Brendan Fraser, as you somehow do, and I hate that movie, <laughs> you would like this then, movie. If you're on, okay. if, if you're on the day where you're <sighs> like, I really like Journey Two with The Rock, which I also hated, and you like, yep, you could couldn't do worse than this movie. Okay, all right. Well, that I, I thought to be a... I thought both of those sucked, and I like I, so... I, I like this better than that. This was more like a very PG thirteen kind of adventure, slightly scary thriller kind of family ish type affair. Uh, Goonies, but not quite Goonies. A little more adult. Uh, it's so hard to explain. And I don't want to give away anything about the second half. It takes a little bit to get going, but none of it's boring. And then yeah. you get to the second half where it's a lot more adventure and maybe creature. Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's subtitled. I don't, you know, it's sort yeah. of like... The, I would watch this with Addison. And, okay. and, and she would be terrified. <laughs> Let's put it that okay, way. Okay, gotcha. Uh, you and the wife watch it, you'd probably be bored. But maybe, but again, you like the Journey series, so I do. Yeah. I I really enjoy well, those movies. You know what? The, this is better than that. And another thing I want to touch on real quick with this movie: uh, we often talk about how uh, they use CGI and the creature looks horribly fake in these sci-fi original type things. This is a yep. uh, Norwegian-funded movie. This was made in Norway or wherever over there, Sweden, whatever. One of those uh, aisles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's completely made over there. So it's not like uh, Dolph Lundgren, uh, made in America, goes to visit that on a sci-fi original budget. Yeah. One of the things that I really liked, they did the Jaws thing where you barely ever see the thing until it's time to see the thing, then you see the thing, done. It's not. So the question comes uh, that I pose to you. Would you rather have five shots where you see the thing and it's effective or would you rather have 25 shots where you see the thing and it looks like ass yeah that's what this movie you, this movie is the five shots gotcha and you yeah, know what? which is which is every sci-fi original movie yeah but this worked a lot better for me they saved all of their budget up for like two of those five shots and the other three were a uh, very well maneuvered camera work which worked yeah. which worked Huh. Okay. Well, then it remains on my queue. That will remain because a lot of the movies that we talk about on the roulette, 
they get put on there because I'm like they're going to get thrown back up there eventually. So uh, I'll keep that one on there then, especially right. because you. I'm not going to lie. This movie, this is a well-made movie for yeah. its budget and, you know, smaller countries, uh, they don't have tons of budget to put up there. So this yeah. is a thumbs up film. Is it entirely for me? Not yeah. quite so much, but I can't yeah. like rag on it because it's a well-made film. Yeah. And I, even, cool. the, even, okay. even the kid actors didn't bother me. They might, you know, again, catch you on a bad day. You're going to hate the kid actors catch you on a journey to the middle of the moon day, you're going to be fine with them. <laughs> yeah. And that's nice. all I have to okay. say about that. Okay, one more back okay. to you, and then we're going to talk Daredevil and wrap this whole shenanigans <clears throat> up. Okay, so my last movie, I'm not going to spend much time on. It's a, uh, I hate to say childhood favorite, but it's a, a teenage favorite of mine that I finally got on German Blu-ray, and that movie is 1987's Blood Diner. Directed by Jackie Kahn. I have not uh, seen I love, love, love Blood Diner. Uh, it's, is it a good movie? Not really, but it's a great movie. <laughs> I know that makes no sense, but you'll trust me. Uh, it makes perfect sense for this show, sir. Yep. If you're a, if you're a fan of grindhousey type 80s, uh, it's, just, it's, it's, it's in its own little unique world. Two cannibalistic brothers kill various young women to make their flesh part of their new special dish at an un- at their rundown restaurant while seeking blood sacrifices to awaken the dormant Egyptian goddess Shitar. All you need to know about the movie is the, the here's all you need to know about the movie. The cover says first they greet you, then they eat you. And the second thing is the last line of the movie is and I'm I'm just going to uh, go ahead. Uh, spoiler maybe but the last line of the movie is some s- silly stupid actor in a car uh, saying, before I stick my big sausage into you, what do they call you? They call me Sheetar. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's great. It's fried green tomatoes crossed with a cannibal movie crossed with yeah, it's, Sheetar. Because yes. literally that's what they are. Let's, the villain of the movie yeah. is named after poop. Yes. <laughs> it is, it is so bizarro. I cannot imagine you would not enjoy this movie. It is... It's bad, but it's good bad. It's good bad. We love the good uh, bad. Yes, it's and the and the soundtrack to the movie is all fifties music, like fifties swing music <laughs> and like Beach Boy style music, which fits perfectly for some odd weird reason. And it's just chock full of. Wait, is it set in the fifties? Si- no, oh no, ha, huh? oh, okay. no. It's set in the eighties. Okay, that's fine. With fifties music, yeah, and it's. Just chuck full of eighties nudity and eighties fake gore, and if <laughs> no, you I wanna, like that. I want to see it. I've heard it brought up many a time on uh, some of the groups that we follow uh, as being yeah. a classic of the of these subgenres. And I was like, oh, I got to see that. And I believe it was one that I recall seeing on the local video store rental shelf. And I was like, oh hmm, yeah, wonder if that's a thing. Blood Diner and a great title. That would be Blood Diner. That's just <laughs> perfect. So, yep. yep, it's 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 soft underbelly material through and through, and uh, it's got a it's got a place in my heart because I watched it when I was probably way too young to watch it in the first place, and it's with what's in this movie, and I'm like, this is the greatest movie ever, <laughs> and I'm still watching it at 40 years old. So there you go. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely check it out, or maybe it'll be get thrown onto the roulette once for that. Sh- <clears throat> yes. Yep. Okay, and lastly, let's wrap up with uh, Daredevil, as far as uh, recently yes. watched goes. Excuse me. 
So, uh, Daredevil. I finished it up tonight, the whole series, uh, last episode. Watched it all with the wife. She loved it all. We both did. It's fantastic. As everybody has been saying, unless you've been hiding under a rock, everybody is talking about this. It's all anybody's been talking about this in Netflix. It's fantastic. It was wonderful. But I had to giggle all the way through because I'm going... We're right. We're absolutely right with our stepping stones theory. We talk mm-hmm. all the time about you got to have the bad ones before you can have the good ones. And if nothing else, to show these studio execs that they don't know everything. You have the first Daredevil with uh, Ben Affleck. And I thought about starting off the show with, I'd rather have a Daredevil from a crappy Daredevil movie play Batman than a Danny Ocean. <laughs> ah. who is actually a good actor. Uh, at any rate, the show is just fantastic. And, you know, after the first um, four episodes, I was like, there's no way they can keep this up. I finished the 13th episode tonight. They kept it up the whole way through. Same level of of uh, movie cinema quality all the way through. And I, yeah. it just goes to show that TV right now is just about as hot as the cinema. It's just, uh, that's the glory of, uh, I don't know if it's, if I want to say HD cameras, but of um, making movies getting cheaper and people being able to move cinema quality to uh, the television. And Netflix yeah. is that step uh, with HBO, Showtime, obviously, uh, Game of Thrones, all that jazz. But yeah. they're doing cinema quality work and it's fantastic. The Daredevil, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, I'm I'm on uh, I'm about halfway through. No, I'm actually close to finishing up with uh, episode nine. So I've got ten, eleven, twelve. So I got about fourteen or four episodes left, and I'm right there with you. It's 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 hard for me not to watch at least two episodes a day because I'm I'm just burning through this thing. Yeah. I'm like this is so good. Um, and yep, there is a couple episodes where they weren't quite. Well, I hesitate to even say quite as good because even the the few episodes that I thought were a dip from the great episodes mm-hmm. are still are still wonderful episodes, and I'm like, this is still great, even though they're dealing with maybe a little bit more side characters than our main villain and our hero. But uh, even a poor I, I, even a poor episode of Daredevil is still ten times better than most stuff that's on broadcast TV these days. <laughs> yeah, or the original Daredevil movie. Yeah, uh, but you had to have that stepping stone. You had to see what didn't work before you can make yeah. what does work. Yeah, and Vincent, I'll tell you, Vincent D'Onofrio, he is so good. Dude, he knocks As, it. He is the star of this show, and I've seen the whole thing is. now. He is the star. His cadence in the way that he speaks is so... I love it. It's so unlike him, but it's so perfect. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a perfect combination of between the uh, 90s Spider-Man animated show, Kingpin, and... Uh, what you imagine the comic book character sounds like. It's almost hard to describe, but like when I started hearing him speak, especially you're just getting there where he starts talking more. uh, Yeah. Has longer speeches. And I was like, the way that he talks, that is not Vincent D'Onofrio. That is the Kingpin. And it's brilliant. It's bloody brilliant, man. I love it. And what, here's a prime example of, uh, of, a good director, yeah. uh, because Vincent D'Onofrio was one of the worst parts, I thought, of that stupid mall movie that we watched. He was in that movie, oh and he was God. terrible I in it. Completely like, forgot dude, he was this in is, that. 
This is the guy from from Full Metal Jacket, and he's he sucks he in this care. movie. And he didn't care about that. that. Was a paycheck. Yeah, that was a paycheck. And here, I'm like, this dude is like, this is like award winning quality acting from this guy. Oh, it's I'll be so I'll good. be mad if he doesn't win some. Well, but then again, he can't win uh, an Emmy because it wasn't on broadcast. Oh, so this has nothing to... Oh, wow, that sucks. Uh, maybe I'm really? wrong. I could be wrong on that, but I think it has to be broadcast. <clears throat> it's the same with the Oscars. You can't uh, win an Oscar for a movie if it doesn't have at least a limited run in theater. Hmm, bec- yeah, because I, I mean, right now Netflix is on fire with like this Orange is the New Black or whatever. Yeah, is that the show? yeah that's a good show. And, and uh, the House of Cards. I mean, these yep. shows are popular shows. Well, they're going to have to invent some new awards uh, criteria for it. Yeah, but I'm yeah I'm I'm it and I'm in already invested in this in Hell's Kitchen, and the whole world that they're painting here is just it's I'm like this is like I'm watching a I hate to say I'm watching a Batman TV show but it kind of feels like a, it, a well it is Mar- Bat- Daredevil is Marvel's Batman he's the dark brooding I'm in the ghetto yeah and I love especially love what they did with Hell's Kitchen because. When Daredevil was originally created, I, forgive me, I don't know the date, but 60s, 70s, whatever, Hell's Kitchen was a ghetto. That was one of the bad places you don't want to go in New York, okay? Yeah. Uh, and Daredevil patrolled that area, grew up in that area, police that area. That was his area. That was his Gotham, what have you. Yeah. Now we flash forward to today, Hell's Kitchen is not a ghetto. It's a, no. from what I hear, nice place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I, I was there with my wife, and it is. It's, yeah, it's low nice. With, yeah, it's touristy. <laughs> uh, up until what they kept talking about in the first three, four episodes: the event, the incident, the thing that yeah. happened. They're talking about yep. the third act of Avengers <clears throat> when the Shatari came and destroyed parts of New York. One part being Hell's Kitchen, which turned it into a ghetto again. And <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yes. Uh, every time that they're talking about. The, the event, they're talking about the end of Avengers. Where the what? Sh- oh my goodness, that's so awesome. I didn't pick that up. I should have picked that oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, what. Yeah, that, that's what they're referencing. The end of Avengers when half of New York was destroyed. That's what made Hell's Kitchen into a ghetto again and needing uh, a savior. Then the Wow, that made this show all the cooler. Oh, I didn't, it's, I didn't, it's all interconnected. Marvel, it's yeah. all interconnected. They, they find yeah. a way, and that was just genius. Yeah, that is genius. Now, do you see, do you see this? I mean, I know this is a Netflix original, but is there any chance of Daredevil ever tying in with Avengers, like movie-wise? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. There, there's um, when they made this deal. Netflix made this deal with uh, for Daredevil with Marvel. They also made the deal for three other properties that are there are three. (laughs) There are three. There, there are three Hello. three other there, there are three other shows coming to Netflix. Marvel Originals, uh, Luke Cage, uh, Jessica, something I forget her name. I, I don't know anything about that one. And uh, Iron Fist. Um, now, this is significant because these are all the uh, I don't know B or C lineup of mm-hmm. Marvel characters okay they're the lesser known ones um and they all operate in the general vicinity of hell's kitchen from what i understand ah okay so then 
they're all going to get their <clears throat> series individually. Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Jessica Jones. That's the other one, sorry. They all get their individual uh, Netflix series, and then in the end, they all come together as the Defenders, which is basically Avengers B-Team, okay? Uh, they're not... None of them are as powerful as the Avengers characters, but they... Uh-huh all come together to fight crime in New York as the Defenders, which would lead to a great Defenders movie. So that's mm. what we're looking at. That's what I think they're building towards and what we're looking at is a, this Marvel-Netflix team-up where all four of these series will play out their first seasons and then we'll get Defenders the movie or something like that where all four of them team up to, to tackle some foe. I don't, I don't know. I'm just speculating. But do you think do you think that they will ever actually interact with the Avengers or it's, is that It's entirely possible. Entirely possible. Okay. Wow. That's in, I I should have picked up on that. I knew that they were in the same universe obviously, but I did not know that they were referencing that incident in this show and I should have picked up on oh, that. Oh no, but. you're fine. Actually, uh John Gross who's been on the show texted me today and asked me that very question. He said, I'm four episodes in. They keep referencing the incident or the event, but they never give any backstory. Are they talking about the end of Avengers when the Shatari attacked? And I said, yep, that's exactly what they're talking uh, about. <laughs> and and again, where does, where does Guardians of the Galaxy fit in? Uh, they are the off-world Avengers. They are the uh, universe Avengers, if you will. Um, and eventually, it's very possible that they could all tie in, because they're going to be eventually fighting Thanos, and we have completely yeah. derailed way off base into comic nerddom. Uh, but that's, I, I'm very <laughs> impressed. i got to say, it, at this point in, in the game, I'm very impressed with the world that Marvel has created with these characters, and that, I mean, you've no. got Outer Space Avengers, and you've got the... The, like you said, the A list and now the B list. Um, that's impressive. No, I'm, you know, I was expecting a lot from them for the uh, taking Daredevil straight to Netflix, but I was not. <laughs> I was not expecting it to be this good. I mean, yeah, I was me I was expecting it to be good. It's it's not that hard to top Mark Steven Johnson joint. Uh, yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, damn, dude! This uh, yeah. episode thirteen, just wait! Holy crap, dude! It, oh, it rocked so hard. Now, uh, now is Bullseye? Um, he's Bullseye he's a major del- daredevil villain. Um, and don't spoil. I, I'm not there yet, but um, he's not in the show. Okay, no. all right. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing, nothing to spoil. He... He's not, there's nothing there with him yet. So he could be in a future season? Oh, absolutely. They, they, it was renewed, and there's going to be a season two. Yeah, there is, with completely different showrunners. So once again, temper expectations. It could be completely different. Okay, all right. Well, thus far, yeah, I, <clears throat> you know me. I'm not a huge TV show guy, but uh, I was hooked. After the first show, I'm like, oh boy, this is... This is good. Well, I encourage you to check out Arrow sometime, especially if you want one to watch with the wife. I mean, Daredevil's quite a bit darker. Like, we watch Arrow with Addie, and Daredevil, we're like, nah, that's not quite Addie-ready. Especially, like, last couple episodes, man, a lot of people getting shot in the face and blood splatters and a lot of bones breaking through skin and stuff like that. Like, eh, uh, no, that's not quite uh, kid-appropriate. But um, uh, Arrow... Yeah, there's a lot less to explain. Just a couple of points where, like, ah, close your eyes. 
Gotcha. Uh, yep. And so, but Arrow is like completely different. It's it's not nearly as Batman esque as uh, as uh, Daredevil is, um, but it's one that you should check out. And one uh, three a week, Monday, Wednesday, yeah. Friday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't overdo <laughs> yeah. it. Those are meant to be once a week, so don't go crazy with it. And we yeah. watch it about that schedule of two or three a week, and it's like awesome. Now I'm ready for more Arrow. And then you go watch the episode, and you're like, yep. Awesome. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we've... we've oh. <laughs> we're, we're getting long. Um, but let's throw in a tease for the next episode. Is there anything okay. that you want to tease for next episode? Any reviews you um, got to throw at or... Uh, you know, I, I just got a small stack of Blu-rays here that I am itching to watch. Um, Lay it on. Class of, 19, class of 1984 from Mark Lester. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, and if you don't know who Mark Lester is, he directed uh, Commando. Uh, so I'm looking forward to watching that. That that's a uh, school teacher taking on a bunch of class bullies. And the, the movie's big claim to fame. And this is from '82. The big claim to fame there is that a lot of things that were implemented in this somewhat futuristic type storyline is that it actually is going on now in schools with how schools are now. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to watching that. And um, the main one that I'm looking forward to talking about in the next episode is Krull. Have you ever watched the movie Krull? Yes, I have. I've never <laughs> seen it. Picked it up for $5 on Blu-ray. Peter Yates directed it. And I cannot wait to watch it. It could suck, I don't know, but I'm looking forward to watching it and giving my review on the next episode. I cannot wait to hear where you come out on that one. I love it. Oh. And I, you could go either way. Just keep okay. keep your eyes peeled for very young versions of A list actors these days, especially oh Liam Neeson. Oh, <laughs> I would I can't Tax- I can't wait to hear where you come out on that one. You could go okay. totally either way. I'm not making any judgments. Uh, good, bad, fantasy, legend, that ballpark. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, those those are kind of the main ones that I'm looking forward to watching before next episode. There's some other stuff, but. Uh, uh, that might be hit on on underbelly. Um, we'll see and if, if he may not even get to it. Yeah. Okay, for me, Tease, uh, I picked up a few movies from the library. Keeping up with uh, recent releases, I'm going to be making uh, more of an effort to get to the library uh, keep up with some of the stuff. I got Johnny Depp's Transcendence, 12 Years a Slave, mm. and Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. I'll be watching, I'll be watching all three of these this week. Wow, uh, that's... And then I believe, I'm not sure where we are on the calendar, but I believe it's Director Spotlight for next week. Yeah? Okay. I think that's yep. uh, where yep. we're falling. Uh, so we will be coming at you with the director and then breaking down uh, his abilities and his top ten, whether or not this podcast approves, eh, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> anything else to add for this episode? That should do it. Okay. As always, you can get a hold of us at MovieFreaksPod at Yahoo.com. We're on Facebook, MovieFreaksPod. And please visit our friends, Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly, both on iTunes. Uh, As always, I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. All right, we'll see you next time, honky. (laughs) Yeah, bye. bye.